Welcome to the show again, guys. Um, I'm Squints. I got my co-host Brian Gold here, and then uh, we got our friend Clinton. Clinton Hello. Sparks. You're familiar. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, thank you for coming. We appreciate your time. We thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Man. Appreciate you coming out, being on time. We already did a podcast for like an hour before we started talking here over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I enjoy that, like uh, opening up with the guests beforehand because I try not to do. I was familiar with your work. Um, but not much about your life. But mm -hmm. I like to have it be fresh anyway, because yeah. I feel like I'm not going in a direction. I just kind of naturally let things go towards the the way that they should. And mm -hmm. then you get real reactions out of people when they hear somebody's story for the first time. So right. I, I like that. I like to pregame and talk a little bit and get comfortable and then, you know, get into it and, and uh, share with the, the world what, what people have to offer. You know? Thank you for sharing your process with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps everybody get comfortable. Yeah. Are we going to be able to hear you? You're kind of far from the mic. You hurt your voice. Jay works some pretty good magic. We got, a great, we got a great sound guy. Shout out to Jay. Yeah. Um, so you want to start and just give us a little, uh, I mean, people know, obviously. Uh, well, let's you know. pretend they don't know. Okay. Let's I like to there. approach everything yeah. that nobody knows shit. Okay, cool. Right? So whether it's a business or it's an interview, whatever it is, and not because I don't think people are smart enough, but I don't like to be pompous enough to assume that you know that I did enough great work that you know what I am or who, or who I am. Yeah. So, um, yeah, um, uh, Grammy nominated, multi-platinum producer, songwriter, DJ, sold over 75 million records, uh, built multiple multi-million dollar brands throughout my career, starting in the early 2000s with my first e-commerce website, uh, mixunit.com, if anybody's in the mixtape uh, back in the day they, and they don't know mixunit, then they, you weren't in fucking involved with mixtapes. Mm -hmm. uh, so. I uh, did that, a lot of things throughout my life. I was P. Diddy's tour DJ, helped Eminem launch Shade 45, um, big part of the Ciroc marketing. Uh, I built my own syndicated radio show in 22 markets around the world. Um, I discovered and signed DJ Snake, if you know DJ Snake. Mm -hmm. um, broke a lot of artists over the years, vice president of Dash Radio, uh, built a company called FaZe Clan from zero to then it went to a billion dollar IPO. Yeah. Um, built another gaming organization called Exet, got that to a $65 million valuation. So, yeah, I just did a lot of cool shit. Uh, sounds like <laughs> over, over sounds amazing. Throughout my career, um, um, because I like creating great ideas and then making them come to life. Um, the hardest part of doing that is finding other people who have great minds too that understand great ideas and how to make them become great. Mm -hmm. And that throughout my, my um, you know, throughout all my businesses and my career, I've spent more time trying to convince people on what the right idea was or the right decision to make was than actually executing yeah. on the ideas. And that's been like one of my biggest frustrations as, as an executive or somebody building businesses is it's really difficult to find people that just get it, right? That are self-motivated, hardworking, competent, trustworthy, willing to listen willing to not listen to their own ideas or mind sometimes because sometimes you, it's not right but like a lot of people build themselves by their own personal taste right or what they they personally think about themselves or the idea or the business based off of the life that they lived so their limited world that they lived in whether it was this big or this big it's still limited compared to the whole world those limitations really prevent people from being able to grow or understand other ways of thinking that's different than the way that they think. 
Yeah, it's it's well said. Um, Very well said. Execution, right? Mm -hmm. And getting people to be on the on on the same page is, yeah. is tough in in, uh, in the business world. You know, it started from you know being a kid, right? So like yeah. when I was so I was broke kid. You know, we were born uh, poor. Just my mom, my dad was an alcoholic, left mm -hmm. us. Uh, mother worked two jobs. You know, welfare, roaches, all the stuff that everyone that that goes through all that shit went through. Um, and then I was molested for several years oh, wow. in my home uh, from a man that my mom brought in there that was her friend and uh, bullied, you know, oh, wow. just all that stuff when you're a kid. But like we all, a lot of people have these stories of like overcoming adversity. But, you know, coming from that, you realize, well, if you're intuitive and you're, and you're thinking, you realize you don't want other people to go through that or you don't like the feeling that you fail in these situations and you want to help other people not have to feel that way but even a step further is what happened to the people that are making me feel this way that makes them do the things they do to make me feel this way mm -hmm. right so it's like a multi so many levels of thinking past just like your own personal thoughts and i remember when i was starting to um make music because my radio was my best friend as i was very lonely didn't have really many friends and i just the radio was my friend and I remember when I was like really gonna pursue music, talking about people believing and like, you know, I'm a white kid from Boston that has nothing that's trying to make it in hip hop, which at that time was black in, in New York. Mm -hmm. right? So like everything's against me. New York hates Boston. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just everything's against me. So um, anytime I kind of had big ideas or I try to tell people what I'm doing, they'd like, you don't know anybody, you don't have any money. What do you know about this? And I would try to find local acts and like, I never wanted to be the guy out front. I always wanted to be the guy behind the scenes that made everybody else famous. But nobody would listen to me because in their minds, we're from the same hood. What do I know that they don't know? Yeah. Or I'm a white kid, so why would I know about culture when I'm just a white kid from Dorchester, which is a town in Boston? So, you know, it's people that, one thing I realized in life is that you shouldn't be upset when people don't realize the great way that your mind operates. Instead, you should feel empathy for them not recognizing a great mind. Yeah. Right. So, and and I I recognize that when I was young, I was never like, man, why don't they understand me? I used to think to myself, and this is like twelve years old. I used to think like, man, that's sad that they don't understand what dope is, right? Because I certainly know what I'm talking about is dope. You know what I mean? And like, and like, and it's, what's cool now is like now you fast forward twenty five years later, it's like. I was right, guys. Yeah, I always have been. You know what I mean. I don't mean that in a cocky way, because I never, I never made decisions based on emotion, and I never made it just based on my personal taste. I always like would pay attention and vet things out and understand psychology and people's emotions and what they need to feel, not be sold. Right? Because people make the mistake of thinking they're selling a product or they're selling a service, and if you realize that you're never selling that stuff, the only thing you're ever selling is a feeling. So all you really need to understand is what people need to feel. Wow. Once you understand, or what they do feel. Mm -hmm. Once you understand that and actually give a shit to care enough what they feel or what they need to feel, you can sell anything to anybody. Now that can be used in an evil way or a good way. Yeah. But that is the key to understanding how to be able to sell wow. your ideas, whatever it is to people. So I learned that very early on in my career. Music helps with that, right? Because I mean, that is a vibe and a feeling and it, and it yeah. takes you to a place. I mean, being a DJ, like it's my yeah. job to evoke an emotion. A hundred percent. I got to walk in this place and 
make you get rid of your stress, make you be able to talk yeah. to that girl. The night goes good or bad that. based off of you. Totally, right? Yeah. So You're in control of the crowd and the flow of everything. But I also realized that from being bullied. Yeah. So like when I was a kid and being like the only white kid in a black school, I have to walk in and like through my peripherals know what sneakers he's wearing, what fucked up haircut he has, his teeth aren't looking good, what clothes he's wearing, where they're sitting, what that girl's doing, just from walking in my seat. So when it comes time to start bagging on each other, I'm like, yeah, well, why don't you da da da? Like, oh shit! Like I already had yeah. ammo ready for whatever someone was going to say to me. I was Eminem'ing people like eight mile, like <laughs> in, in, in class, right? Yeah. So like, and then even when I'd be like caught in the street, I had to outwit motherfuckers yeah. that I wrapped them up in words long enough for me to get away. And then like, wait, what did he say? And then they come chasing me. So like, you learn all these things by surviving, yeah. and even like as a child becoming a criminal, I never like rob, like I used to rob houses and steal cars and stick people up as a teenager. And I'm not proud of it. And it was fucking whack as shit that I ever did that stuff, which I never even talked about it till like 2010s. But um, you do those things to survive. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're like, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to buy new sneakers. I guess this is how, right? And then inevitably I taught myself how to become a business person. I started my own uh, company when I was a teenager called Rent-A-Teen which I would, I'd get all the kids around the neighborhood. I'd go lobby for the work and I'd get people that need their house clean, their, their driveway shoveled, their trash taken out. And then I'd go get the kids. And if it was 20 bucks, I'd pay them 15 and keep five. Wow. So I started doing that like as a, as a kid. At the same time, I'm robbing. <laughs> and then it was, it was, there's so much to my story. I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to help you not have to ask as much questions oh, by just good. like running down you're good. the you're thing. Good. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, there's this like so much and I could keep going down different lanes if you want to. Let's talk about uh, how the music start. Music started being a lonely kid in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, just everything I know I learned from my radio. And I said that one day in a conversation and I was like, oh, that's a fucking song. So I have a new song that's coming out later this year called Radio. Oh. Um, but uh, you pick yeah, up DJing first? Um, no. So originally I was a rapper mm -hmm. and I started with on my mom's dual cassette deck yeah. and her turntable. Uh -huh. So I'd hold phono and press auto and go like that. And that's, that would be the crossfader. And then with the, I would hear versions of songs on the weekend at the, the remixes, but I didn't know that at the time. And you'd hear like Prince, let's go crazy. Then you'd hear like the seven minute long version of it. I'm like, what the fuck version is this? So then I'd record it and I'd take the break in it and I'd loop that. And I started teaching myself how to, I challenge myself to make a completely different song off that loop. Wow. So this is like, I started doing this like 10, 11, 12, 13. And then, uh, then at robbing, I would steal turntables and equipment, and bring them to my house. And then I'd have all the older kids come over my house and I would beatbox or DJ and stuff for them when they'd all want to be rappers. Um, then I was a dancer. Like I've opened up for Buster, Usher, Missy, all these people as a dancer. I used to choreograph my high school cheerleaders. Wow. Um, so I was a, anything that has to do with music, I was a part of it and I could do it well. And then, like, like I was saying earlier, I wanted to be the guy behind the scenes making everybody else dope, but nobody would listen to me. So uh, one day at the time, my girl and my friend was like, why don't you just focus on you? Just make Clinton Sparks the priority. And the day that I did that, I just, it never stopped. Just been stock that's been going like this for the past 20 years, it's never gone down because I know I'm gonna show up. I know I'm gonna deliver. Yeah. I know I'm trustworthy. I know I'll outwork other people. And when you try to like make other people instill your principles and values in other people that they're not innately built that way, 
it doesn't work and you always just get let down you're like fuck man how do you not understand just do this and you're gonna make money yeah i mean i can't tell you how many times i've literally put the ball on the thing and said here's the bat and showed you where to swing to hit a home run and they just don't swing the bat yeah bro it's crazy how many people just won't swing the bat right and or show up yeah you think it's that easy but even like you think it's you know i to me, working hard and having great vision and caring about other people and having empathy and, and communicating uh, well with others is something that I learned through my childhood and what I didn't like in my surroundings. And everybody has different, one, everyone has a different operating system and then two, everyone's raised differently, right? So like, I can't expect people to think the same way I think, nor do I want them to because if everybody thought the same, fucking world would suck, yeah. right? So. Uh, when I try to help other people, I know how to see the good in people and help highlight that good and make it better. But a lot of times people don't see it in themselves. Yeah. Or a lot of times people don't allow you to point that out because, and here's one of the things I realized too, I know I'm going all over the place, but one of the things I realized too is that people's ego won't allow you to help them because a line like this, why should we do it your way? Why is your way the right way? Right, that's the average thing. Well, you dick, if you listen to me, you'd realize it's not my way, it's, it's way. the way yeah, that the I way. just figured out how to operate yeah. correctly. So if you wanna let your ego get in the way because you can't, God forbid, I found the answer for you. Yeah. you know, And that's probably one of the biggest reasons I've had, I've left most of my companies, I've been part of seven startups, and it's always the CEO that fucks up the company because they think that they're the top guy, they got the answers all, God forbid they had success in the past, and it's more than yours, then they're just like, you can't tell me nothing. I did this, what did you do? Yeah, we, you had, uh, we had Joey Carson on, and uh, he was talking about that, about young CEOs, and he's like, and I'm watching these kids, he said, they think they know everything, but they don't even know what they don't fucking know, yeah. and it can be detrimental to the corporation, and right. they end up tanking these businesses. With like well, that's different. Mistakes. That's true as well. So yeah. it's both. I'm talking. Yeah. I was right just then referring to older. Ones yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, have, that are in their 40s or yeah. 50s or whatever. That feel have, like they have, have had success yeah. and, and failed their way to become a CEO, mm -hmm. right? And then now they're in that position, and they don't listen to the great younger minds that are around them, whether it's because they think they're young or we're from the same neighborhood or I've had more success than you. Yeah. And it's like, again, back to their limited experience of understanding how to best utilize other people or how to listen. I feel like there's intent. something to learn from everybody. 100%. I seen a, I seen a, a you know, a, a dude on the streets the other day that said something to a camera when somebody popped up that was like one of the wisest things I've ever seen. You know what I mean? What do you say? Whew. I'm gonna have to. I'll, I'll go back to it because I have to. I want. I don't. Sounds like it was it really fucking profound. No, but it was. <laughs> it, but it was like it was yeah. simple beauty in a in a certain moment. Totally. But just when you think you can't learn something from somebody, you know that everybody mm -hmm. has something to share. Yeah. And it was very wise, and, and and it was like you know, it was basically about what people what people think they have. Yeah. And and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Something along the lines of that. So it's it, it. You know, we there's something to learn from everybody. And there's and you know trusting the youth obviously you know you I subscribe to that, that theory 100 percent because yeah. if I keep if everybody thought the always. same you wouldn't have new great fresh ideas no, of course not and like I always say you can you can learn from anyone even an idiot what can you learn how not to be an idiot yeah you know what I'm saying so it's like you can learn from everybody and anyone in any culture and if you have the understanding of how to accept and listen you can then apply it 
to your world, even if that world has nothing to do with your world. Perfect example in business, I can go to Bangladesh and see something that somebody's doing over there, bring it back to LA that they're not doing here and create a whole new business here. Mm -hmm. So you can do the same thing with minds yeah. and ways of thinking in different cultures. It's like, oh shit, that's how you think? I know how to flip that and make it like this. But people don't do that, they just shun it out. And God forbid, like I said, if you don't feel like they're on your level. And that's what you need to learn from, because guess what, if you're a leader, guess who's not on your level? Most of the people that you employ, most of the people that you're selling to, right? So who do you want to listen to? Someone that thinks just like you? Or the people that you actually have to communicate, relate to, and connect with, and sell to? Yeah. Or make happy? I spoke at FTX before it all turned to shit, but I had spoke at that conference, and you know, I go to these conferences all the time, and they're just like echo chambers of people that all understand, whether it's crypto, or in this case, everyone understands crypto and blockchain and NFTs, and they're all just frustrated that it's not growing as fast as it should or that other people don't get it. And like I stood up on a, on a stage and talked about the reason no one gets it is because you don't get other people. So you don't get how to talk to them, mm -hmm. how to connect to them, how to relate to them, how to make them understand it in a simplistic way. Instead, you just think you have this phenomenal thing that's awesome. How do you not see how awesome this is and why are you not using it, you idiot? Who's really the idiot? The guy that can't explain how awesome it is, right? Exactly. You know, I mean, sit Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger in that situation he'll tell you he doesn't see value because yeah. they're going off a different check and balance, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you can't create nothing from, you can't create something from nothing, right? Yep. And, 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 and they are creating something from nothing right. realistically, but you know, an old world view is a little bit harder for, for them to, yeah. to accept that, you know? So yeah, approach is, is a big thing. Yeah. Um, I find that I change my mind a lot, but I'm always got my eyes and ears open as well. So Oh, yeah. I'm a Gemini. I can like switch on a dime, but yeah. my partners can be like a little uh, worrisome in certain directions with business. Like, why are you always changing shit? And I'm yeah. like, well, well, you change it for the better. Next, uh, always trying to change it for the better it doesn't yeah. matter. Sometimes you take two steps back to go forward, but mm -hmm. the vision is always getting better, right? Yeah. As long as that's the case, and it doesn't matter how the route, you know. Yeah. Zoom out on the zoom out on the chart, and you see. As long as we have upward trajectory, we're good, right? Agreed. Don't yeah. worry about this stuff yeah it's like the perfect example for that is like if i'm sitting here making a beat and someone's behind me like oh man i don't like that snare i'm like yeah, yeah it's cool i'm not there yet yeah i'm still going to like oh, i don't know if i like that yeah don't worry bro I'm, I, i'll get there then it's just like just fucking leave yeah when, <laughs> when i tell you to come back in it'll be a hit you know what i'm saying like and they come back and they enjoy cause, it because people don't understand the process no. it's, it's the yeah. it's the reason why the word the word manipulation is looked at as a negative word but if you understand how to use it the right way to get the right results with the right people, it's a tool that you need to understand how to master. Because yeah. you have to manipulate people to get out of their own way. 100%. You have to manipulate people to like look that way so you can get this done so they don't throw in their dumb ideas or they have doubt or it creates like a synergy in the company where because they don't understand the genius behind them, what's going to make this end up being great, they don't understand the process. Then they're over there talking like, man, why is he doing this? Why are they doing that? Da, da, da. And then, then what ends up happening, and this is getting like way 
we can go way down this like psychological rabbit hole. But like, then it's like, well, you ain't on this level of thinking. And if I start to tell you that now, I'm a fucking asshole yep. for making you seem like you don't understand it. But I know, but I'm well aware enough to know that you're not. And I'm aware enough to know that I can't tell you that because I'm aware enough to know how you're going to act or feel yeah. if I do tell you that. So it's like almost this like level of genius that you understand everything in this room, everything someone's going to say for the next five things they're going to say. But if you tell like, even when I'm in debates, I already know what you're going to say five more interactions between us. So in my, the one thing I haven't mastered yet is, is being able to stay calm. Yeah. Um, when I already know what the answer is and how to get us to win and I have to fucking wait for you to catch up. It's frustrating. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, the game's going to be over it's by the time you understand why yeah. I'm doing this. Just look at my history and trust. Just give me the ball. I'm going to win the game first. Give me the ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, but even having that mentality, someone could be watching this right now, like, man, that dude's pretty fucking cocky. What a fucking conceited prick. But it's like, again, it's not based off of my opinion of myself. It's just like anything else. It's case studies. It's metrics. It's analytics. If I have a consistent record of winning from doing it a certain way, at some point, we all agree Superman is super, right? Yeah. Superman can fly. He has super strength. He's a powerful guy. We all collectively all say, yay, Superman is super. The minute Superman stands on a podium and says, well, it's because I'm super. Now he's a fucking asshole. Because he happens to know that he has the ability to fly and super strength and can do shit that you can't do, that he's fucking super. But if he says it, now you think he's a dickhead. Why? You know, it's like, it's like, we hold these people on this pedestal because they can do something physical better than us. None of us have a problem saying LeBron's a goat, Jordan's a goat, because they do things that we clearly know we can't do. Why can't we do that same thing with someone's mind, right? Or the way they operate or the way they communicate. No one sits there and says, man, that guy's fucking mind is incredible. I, I, I don't know how he thinks like that. I, I, I can't think that fast. I don't want to be led by somebody that's humble, bro in a lot of situations, especially like life, life threatening or, or moving forward and evolving, like, you know, evolution is harsh. And we know that the, you know, the strong survive situations, mm -hmm. like I need, you need to have that bravado. And, you know, I think men are getting like watered down right now and, and trying to tame that testosterone, but it's something that's needed. You need, we need men to be super and know that they're super. And to say that they're super. Yeah, but so the ones that are tried and true to actually be super. And that also means being a good father. Yeah. Being a good man to your girl. Showing up, as you said. Mm -hmm. Like doing a good job. Caring about the people that mm -hmm. you're working with or that work for you. So like, it's not super just to make money. No. It's not super just to build a business and say, fuck mm -hmm. you, I stepped on a bunch of people to do this, right? Yeah. So I think people also get that misconstrued of like, what an alpha killer dude is. I mean, go ahead. Do you feel Instagram's kind of changed that look for a lot of people? How do you mean? Meaning the whole look of alpha and what an alpha should or shouldn't be. I don't know if it's Instagram. I mean, I think historically, you or know, social media in general. Yeah, or even just like even like hip hop. Like even music has always been like, I'm better than you, or I'll take your girl, or I sell better drugs, or I got more cars and chains than you. Like yeah. everything's always a one up somebody else. I mean, like regular conversations you'll have and you guys know this you're in this world people always like want to drop names and it's like i just assume you know all these names like 
you're at a level that we're in the room together. Mm -hmm. So I just assume that you're fucking fire. You know what I mean? Like, but people's own insecurities feel the need to be like, yeah, you know, I did this or I did that and, and this guy and blah, 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 blah. It's like, someone did it the other day to me. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I was working with Ben and da, 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 you know, Macklemore. And it's like, you did that on purpose. You said Ben on purpose so you could make me feel like you're tighter with him than calling him Macklemore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's people's own insecurities and in, in their lack of being self-aware that that even exists. Like some people don't even know that they sound like a fucking donkey talking like that. You know what I mean? Like there's some people that do it to flex. Then there's some people that just are so insecure, they don't even realize that they just keep dropping names or saying all these things to try to impress you. But I personally, real killers and real winners assume you're a winner because we don't know how to not think like a winner. So like, we don't know what a loser thinks like. Most, most people don't, right? So that are super winners. So they don't think you're thinking like a loser. They assume you think like a winner until you prove them wrong. Like I, I know when I came up, one of the, the first line in my, my book, How to Win Big in the Music Business, was the biggest problem, I, biggest mistake I made throughout my career was thinking people more successful than me must be better than me. And it's not true. Mm -hmm. Like I see it all the time. Like, what the fuck? How is this guy here? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It's but, but, but you think wild, that. But no, right? but think that. And I and I also never realized it took me almost twenty years to realize how great my mind is because I assumed everybody thought the same way. So when I got great ideas or I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that, I'm like, it's not a special idea. Anybody can think about this. It took me going through many businesses, having many CEOs above me, being in many rooms that I'm like, holy shit, people are not that bright. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and I don't even understand how half the people that run shit run it. Yeah. And I guess it's because the other people that put them in that position are also not that bright. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I, it took me a long time to realize that. Um, and I've come to the realization too that you know anytime I go even in like a conspiratorial like rabbit hole type of thing mm -hmm. I stop myself and I say humans aren't that fucking smart bro like I literally get back to that and I think about it and I say we're, we're just we're not that fucking bright it can't be that sinister there's just it's too much monkey see monkey do like there's there's not enough there I don't think of us there's some great minds that are capable of great right. things but as a whole I'm like maybe it's a little Maybe it's just a little, you know. Well, to that point, situational. To that point, into the Superman point, I believe everybody has a superpower. Hundred percent. The problem is, most people focus too much on trying to have somebody else's superpower. They never take the time to discover their own. Yeah. Right. So they're always chasing something yeah. else. Your path. I should be board. this. I should be that. I should yeah. do what the internet's telling me to do. I should be a rapper. I should be an entrepreneur. I should be, but. Before you even do that, most people don't even do a self-assessment like, am I built for this? Yeah. Do I know what it takes to do that? Am I actually even good at this? You know what I mean? Like, let's just use an artist. Like, bro, you're not that fucking dope. You know what I mean? But you keep putting out music, blaming the algorithm or blaming this, like why your shit isn't picking up. Like, nah, it's probably because you're not that dope. Yeah. And you're only listening to your friends that are telling you that you're fire. If you're not getting a bunch of people that don't know you, that's giving you this feedback, then you haven't done research enough. And you're relying on other people that haven't had the success at what you're trying to do. Yeah. You can only, when you're trying to do something, there's two people to listen to. The people that have been successful at what you're trying to do, or people that are masters at other things that you can pull from and apply it to what you're trying to do. Anybody else, they're not going to, 
of course you can still listen to regular people like you were saying to get some input and feedback but they haven't figured out the formula to success or make this work or win yeah right so you must pay attention to the messenger and not the message because the internet's full of messages from a bunch of bullshit artists yeah and like they have not done this and like michael tyson mike tyson said everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face That's right right and it's like everybody's got a fucking opinion everyone's gonna tell you how you should do shit dude if i listen to everybody that told me what i should do i wouldn't be here yeah and i mean that with all sincerity like everybody yeah. nowadays like shout out to all my haters bro who was really hating on you really like you know what i'm saying like, shout out to everyone that doubted on me really was there legions of people not doubting you bro like everybody has this fictitious idea that there's like this community of haters or doubters because like one of their friends are like bro you i don't think you'll make it so now they got this because the internet makes them feel like they're fighting against all this tyranny of hate and doubt. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, ain't your parents fucking supported you, bro. Your mom bought that thing for you. Your best friend was at all of your fucking shows. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think you get those people also give too much credit to haters. When people win and they're successful, there's always like shout out my haters. Why are you even thinking about that? You're a fucking loser for thinking about that because they didn't make the sacrifices. They didn't spend the time or the money or the effort to get to where you're at right now. Why are you thanking them? Oh, because they gave me the fuel. Damn, if you needed the fuel from some stranger that said some dumb shit to you over your own ambition or your own aspiration or, your, or to do better for your family or whatever, then like even that's a loser way of thinking. So what are we proving to somebody? What, what do we have to prove once we get past that, right? The thing is, you shouldn't work to prove others wrong. Yeah. You should work only to prove yourself right. That's it. And then what can you provide? What, what uh, the money thing, we go back to the chains and the this and the that. Okay, so humans are attracted to shiny shit. Once we get over that phase or we get some of Create these Create a things, shiny mind. Exactly. And it's like, how can I positively impact the world and how many people's lives can I touch in a positive manner, right? when you see like super great people and they start to think in terms of this, like it's not about the monetary value that this creates. It's about how do we touch the most people's lives positively and impact them, you know? But even like, even that theory, right? Even that's been sensationalized, right? Yeah. Everyone's out here with this whole, look, we live in a world now where everyone's a fucking life coach or a guru or an entrepreneur. Everyone's got game to give and sound advice. And, uh, and uh, all, everything I say, always remember, I still subscribe to, you can learn something from everybody. Yeah. So, let's always remember that uh -huh. right but it's like what the fuck have you done where are your receipts why are we listening to you and then you get all these people like i just want to create a positive impact all right bro so how about we don't pay you and we're not going to give you money we're just going to put you in front of people to cause a positive impact still down yeah come on dude 99 percent of people are like well i mean how am i going to pay my bills what happened bro i thought your only goal was to spread positivity and impact people's lives through your story like that's cool if that's part of it, but don't fucking bullshit us. Tell us because you want to make a lot of money too. And maybe some of that money you're going to put towards charity if you really care that much. Nobody keeps it all the way real. Yeah. I think one of the only people that keeps it all the way real out here in like our world is like Gary Vee. Yeah. Almost everybody else yeah. to me is like, sure, until the wind blows too hard, until times get too tough. I, I really like Gary. And Gary takes the time to talk to everybody bro i've seen him even at a at a cannabis event that he uh i think one of his companies owns the event like hall of flowers and mm -hmm. stuff but i've seen him walk the crowd bro mm -hmm. and literally give everybody the time of day 
yep. for whatever to share this 35 seconds with him and have this personal interaction. Yep. Yeah, really wise dude. I love I love his stuff too. And you're right. I do feel like in that space, which is super crowded and loud, yeah. I, I do feel like we have a lot of messages being bombarded at all times. Even average people. Yeah. An average person puts a post is like, Never forget, blah 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 blah. It's like, man, you don't even subscribe to that shit. Yeah, bro. I don't. I don't like, do that. I'm gonna listen to some shit. dude who's got two kids out there and doesn't even give him child support. I don't want to fucking hear shit you have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Go get your life together, bro. Don't yeah. give me fucking advice. You know what I'm saying? So like, and now you could say, well, Clinton, surely you do things wrong. Yeah, of course, in the past I have, but guess what? I've learned not only learned from from my own life, but I care enough to watch the rest of the world and what they want and what they don't want and what they need. So I, since I was a teenager, and I'm not perfect, no one's perfect, but I developed and worked on building as perfect of a me as I could build as a human. I built myself by design, not by circumstance. And that's the big problem. Most people end up, they're like a leaf in the wind, right? Wherever the wind blows is where they go. Meaning, you know, you had alcoholic father, you were molested, you were broke, you know, you lost your job, da, da, da. So these circumstances now dictate how you're gonna act, think, and move. When you build a solid you by design based off of what you did research on, what would be a solid you, stand-up person, trustworthy, shows up, listens, cares. By the way, everything starts, the nucleus of anybody that's gonna be solid starts with actually giving a fuck. Yeah. Not just about making money, but about people. People, Everything. even more so than yourself sometimes. Yeah. Right. And it's like it starts with that. But that's the only way you can build a solid you. And a lot of people feel like, no, if I become famous or if I make a lot of money or if I do this, and it's like those are all like that's like the cherry on the cake. Like none of that stuff survives, is scalable, sustainable if the cake fucking tastes like shit. So if you look at a cake like, man, it looks good, and you cut it, you buy it. You cut it, take it home, bite it, and it's rotten in the middle. Fucking, what are you doing with that cake? Throwing it away, right? Yeah. So it's like, same thing with people, same thing with businesses. So when you start a company and you're starting it with a transactional mindset or a capitalistic mindset, which we all know that's, we all know we wanna make money, but like that, the money will come when you build something great. People come when you are great. You know what I mean? Like too many people are chasing famous and famous doesn't make you great but great can make you famous. Yeah, it's very well put. Great point. Let's, uh, let's talk about your, your transition into to building companies out of music. Let's talk about the first, uh, the first site and kind of how that came, came to be and, and if that inspired you to continue down the business path more so. Sure, so when I was you know, at the top in the mixtape game and flooding the streets and I was dealing with the mixtape websites or distributors at the time, it was clear that these guys don't understand how customer service or business, right? So I'm like, fuck man, I'm sick of waiting for this guy to call me back or pay me for what he pays me for. So I was like, I'm gonna build a website uh, with my buddy Mike at the time um, that was gonna thrive on customer service, was gonna have a great experience and was going to treat the, the people that we're working with well. So that's when we built mixunit.com in like 2004. It's the biggest mixtape site in the entire world. Uh, broke plenty of DJs from Drama to Khaled to a whole bunch of those people. Um, in fact, I remember the time when Drama sent his demo in uh, to, to consider us putting it on the site. And my partners were like, man, fuck this down south shit, right? And I was like, 
nah, bro. If they have a DJ Clue of down south, Killer. I go, they already sell platinum records out of their trunk. If they have one guy like Clue, but down there that reps them all, Killer. he'll become the biggest DJ ever. Yep. And they're like, yeah, whatever. That's You can run that project. So like put that up there on the site, built it up and like help drama, like kind of yep. catapult. Khaled was another guy who huge personality was like the man in Miami. If you went mm -hmm. to Miami and you wanted to break a record, you had to see Khaled. But like outside of Khaled, no, outside of Miami, nobody knew who Khaled was. So I seen the talent in Khaled. So I flew to go meet with Khaled. We had a meeting and Khaled's always been the personality he is today. Like this isn't an act. He's always been the, nobody talked in Sparks. We got big business to talk about. Like, he's always been that guy. So we go to talk and I was like, Bro, nobody knows you outside of Miami. You have a fucking insane personality. We need to build that outside of Miami. And he goes, yo, remember that kid, Little Wayne? And I was like, yeah, because it was a period when cash money and then Wayne kind of... Yeah. And he goes, he just gave me 11 records to put out. I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, I do. So I helped him put that together and it became so big that Little Wayne performed on the Jimmy Kimmel show and changed the lyric in his song to say Mix Unit live when he was yeah. performing. So like... I've had a massive cultural impact on hip hop and music and culture overall for 20, I've been shaping a shift in culture for 20 years. I mean, I put Case Lay on Shade 45. I put Static Selector on Shade 45. I helped uplift Angela Yee's voice from just doing one little thing to another thing. Like, there's so many things I've been a part of. It almost, it almost doesn't seem real, right? And I've always did it for the good of culture. So back to, so being somebody that practices what I preach, it was never like, yeah, how much am I getting paid? Yeah, what's up, what's the steal? Like the first 10 years of my career, I was just like, how can I just do dope shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I was just do dope shit and I never... Uh, Muggs told me that, DJ Muggs from Cypress, he told me that a long time ago when I was a kid. Yeah. Just do dope shit with cool people. 100%. Cool shit with cool people, bro. And Dude. that's like, he's like, I live, and, and, I, and I love it, you know what I mean? I, I, I say that a lot because yeah. I've, I've lived by that a little bit too, he's like, but it's it's legendary shit. Cool shit. Well, the cool problem people. is we think people are cool at first. Yeah. And then when we go do cool shit, we find out, ah, they're not so cool. Yeah. It happens. So it's having that radar to find the cool yeah. people too, right? Um, so you gotta have that mindset when you're going into it. But I did a uh, uh, critically acclaimed uh, mixtape series with the clips, Pusher mm -hmm. and Malice called yeah. We Got It for Cheap. And like Rolling Stone named it the fifth top fifty albums of the year. It was just a mixtape. So I remember they were on MTV one time. And they were like, you guys must have made a lot of money, but and Pusha was like, man, Clinton's probably buying houses, right? And I was like, wait, these guys thought I made money off doing this and didn't share <laughs> it with them, right? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't make a dime off this mixtape. And in fact, it cost me money because I'd press up mixtapes and yeah. I'd travel around the world and bring boxes with me yeah. to give away for free because they're my friends, right? So I finally run into Pusha. I'm like, yo, let's talk for a minute. And I was like, do you think that I made money? He goes it's cool, bro, it's cool. And I go, no, that's not cool. And he goes, nah, man, but I know I know how the game is. And I'm like, dude, I don't know who the fuck you deal with, but if I made a dollar, you would have made 50 cents. I go, I didn't make a dollar off these mixtapes, bro. I go, I was doing them to help you guys and promote you guys. And I told him what I just told you, like I spent thousands on pressing up these mixtapes to give them away for free to help blow you guys up, right? So it's like, it's that mentality that like nobody does that. And it's hard to believe it's hard to who believe. The fuck does that exactly? And I've been doing that forever. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like even when I became the first resident DJ in Vegas to be on billboards in the back of taxis, and I broke up this whole big deal there, and brought hip hop to Vegas because it wasn't accepted or yeah. welcomed at all. And when I brought that, like, dude, I was getting everybody suites and flights and everything. I wasn't making a dime off that. I was doing it to help them. 
And I, I still do that to this day. Like, yeah, I still make money, but like, I also never, everything doesn't have to be money. You I mean, people say shit like, if it ain't about the dollars, it don't make sense. If that's the kind of sense that you fucking want to have, then I, I don't want to be about you or your dollars. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So uh, I mean, I built a career off just doing good, caring and not expecting things. And by the way, when you do all, when you do this much good for the culture and people, you become a Clinton Sparks. And what I mean by that is everyone takes my call. Anybody I want to do something with, they're going to pick up my call or call me back because they know I've done so much good for them. I always bring them opportunities that I've vetted out so they trust when I come to them. They don't have to worry about if, I'm, if I have an agenda, if I'm trying to get them to do something that they might get caught up in, like whether yeah. it's Rick Ross or Mark Wahlberg, like take my call and be like, all right, tell me about it. Come over to the house and let's talk about it. Yeah. And that's because the first 10 years of my career, I was just giving, 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 giving and becoming a value add for everybody. Amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, having people whose time is valuable, trust that you're putting them, you know, in the best foot forward when you approach them with something is an amazing thing, you know? Oh yeah. Being yeah. in an industry and having everybody able to pick up the phone no competition whether or not you know right. it's, it's, it's a great it's a great thing sometimes i like don't even realize this sounds like name dropping but i'm not i'm using it for the context of my point oh, good, bro. No. is like my average day is like can be wild like, i could talk to shaq one minute and i talk to you know cardi b's manager the next minute about something i'm talking to looter about a marketing plan with bud bud light and then da -da -da. it's like and it's just like it's been my life for so long now, it's so normal. But my son had said to me recently the other day, he goes, that's fucking crazy how you just talk to all these people like it's regular. And it's like, and that's a testament to like, it's been ongoing doing good work and bringing value that people trust you. And that's why it doesn't die. When you have that moment to realize that, uh, how cool is that though? Thinking about the kid in Dorchester and now the, the career path you've built for yourself to have that be a regular day. Yeah, I could talk to all these super Superman type of characters. Well, you know? Even being on the show, like even like this is just as important as talking to Shaq to me, right? Thank so you. you guys accepting me to come on here, like you can have anybody on here. You don't have to have me, right? So the fact that you guys were gracious enough one to invite me, but then two, I'm honored to be here to help me share my story, help other people. Like I, I look, I'm just as grateful for that as anything else. So I'm a very grateful person. I cry a lot. Do you? <laughs> yeah. So like. I look out my bedroom window when I was telling you about how my house looks. I look out my bedroom window almost every single day and I just like, holy shit, this is mine. Have that I piece, never right? take it for granted. Wow, bro. That's great. That's amazing. It's something that people, gratefulness is something that, that people tend not to talk about as much as they should. I send out yeah. thank you cards. Good. I send random texts and emails to people that I haven't talked to in a while. Just, how are you? I care so much. People I don't even know on Instagram, if I see them doing something great, DM them. Congratulations, man. You should be proud of yourself. This I do that a lot too. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I it's love like, to support and like dig totally. up and comment and take the time to share, you know, my opinion or to support people and, and root them on because, you know, that's, that's it's what it's about. Bro. I get emotional when people do well. I get yeah. emotional acts of kindness. And I get emotional on people that win. I like seeing people win too. Yeah. It makes me, it, it inspires me and makes me feel good, you know? Right. Because winners celebrate other winners. Yeah. Real winners don't shit on people. No. So if someone's shitting on you or talking shit, da, 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 like, who cares? They're not a winner. Yeah. Who has time for that? Right. Focus on the positive. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the book a little bit? Or the book? Sure. Um, I created two books. 
um, how to win big in the music business and 10 traits that made me millions in the music industry. And I created both of those books because I kept seeing for years, well, even before this, when I was coming up, I realized like how many assholes are in the music industry, right? I was like, wow, man, they really treat me like shit because I'm nobody when I was coming up. One day they'll regret that, right? Not, not in a cocky way, but just like, I'm not gonna not win. So they're gonna be like, fuck. So, you know, and that ended up happening a lot. Um, and people would come back and be like, man, I didn't realize this about you. So that's one part. So I held on to that inside. And I thought to myself, when I get to a point, I wanna be able to help the young, younger me's. Then in this day and age now on the internet, the past like five years, basically since like 2000, basically since XXXTention came out, um, he kind of kicked open the door for SoundCloud mm -hmm. and then Lil Yachty and all these guys for like everybody and their mother to think they become a, become a famous rapper. Prior to that, it was still kind of the record industry way. Speeding things, yeah. So now we got an influx of independent unsigned artists that don't know shit. About right? the business. About the business, right? Or about a lot, Yeah. right? So I keep seeing all these like people giving whack information or people being misguided or misled or lied to. And then just a whole community of people that just don't know what the fuck to do. So I was like, well, let me, this is where I can do it. So I wrote these books to help all these people understand not only the principles and values that you are necessary to be successful in the music industry, but any industry, yeah. right? So gamers, influencers, you know, YouTubers, athletes, you know, I've been around long enough to watch rappers, actors, athletes, influencers come and go, yeah. right? And I see why they, why they die. And it happens. All the time. A lot. I can tell you most artists that I'll sit in a room with, even if they have a hit record on the radio right now, I can tell you that they won't last or what they're gonna do. And I, I pretty much call it every single time. It's their personality, it's their body language, it's how they talk to other people, including me. And I can tell the difference when you're talking to me different than what you would talk to somebody else because you think mm -hmm. that I'm on the radio or something mm -hmm. so trying to be nicer than me. I can see it. And then your team. Your team is a big reason why you're gonna lose too. Yeah, people around you is who you become. Maybe, I mean, that never applied to me. I made the people around me become me, right? So that, again, that's going back to when you build a solid you, you can't be influenced, you can't change. Once you decide the kind of person you wanna be, nobody's words or actions should be able to waver you from that. And if they do, then you haven't built yourself yet, right? So I, I've never been a victim of peer pressure, never drank alcohol my entire life. When everyone's like, dude, why aren't you drinking? I'm a teenager in the, in the woods with the kids and I'm, everyone's laughing at me, they're all drunk. I'm like, you guys are the losers. You know what I'm saying? Like, then when I get older, you go to a high school reunion, what do they all say? Fuck, I wish I was more like you, bro. It was crazy how you didn't drink and how you never did this and now look at you now. It's like, I hear that shit all yeah. because I don't drink either. Yeah. And everybody's like, why don't you drink? I don't want to. Doesn't, Doesn't do make, it for me. You know what the two reasons why I don't drink? And remind me where I was. Oh, the book. Uh, two reasons. One, my dad, obviously. So you either become exactly what you see or you, you know, repel it. Um, and then the other thing, I used to think like, who the fuck drinks that much? I would never drink six fucking Cokes. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, yeah. I was like, why would you sit and drink six that beers? That does make a lot of sense. I wouldn't drink six fucking Sprites right now. It is so a lot I didn't even understand much. the consumption of that much liquid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let alone it tasted wow. horrible. What a great point. Right? So I used to say it all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the books, I made those literally because if my goal is to help make the world a better place, to, to our point about people wanting to create positivity, then it starts with making people better. 
Mm-hmm. And if I can give people the blueprint to how to become a better person, inadvertently, they're going to now help the world be better because they're doing better. So I created all this and it's all free on my website. I have 66 videos with the biggest names on it from Director X to Yo Gotti, all giving you game to Phase Rug, telling you how to make great content to everybody who somebody is on, in my videos, giving you advice on how to do what you need to do to be successful. And it's free. Like what kind of an asshole would have, if you're gonna touch that thing and I know it's hot and I'm seeing you about to touch it and I'm like, stop, pay me 10 bucks. I'm about to prevent you from burning yourself. <laughs> what kind of a dick is that? You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of just saying, bro, 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 watch out. Don't burn yourself if you touch that. Yeah. So that's how I look at like what I'm doing. So all of this stuff as it relates to music, my books and courses and products, I have a three-day workshop, all those things, they're all free on clintonsparks.com because I want to help. I don't want your money, I want your success. Boom. Because your success hopefully creates happiness and happiness creates a better family, creates a better world. And that's my effort in trying to make the world a better place. Wow, well said, bro. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Face Clan a little bit. That's sure. the, how did that, how did that come about and your participation in that? So I was at the time, vice president of dash radio mm-hmm. and a buddy of mine and i'm still djing so a buddy of mine called me and was like yo come to the office in hollywood uh we're gonna do this new company because he was already starting another like fashion line that i was also kind of helping with that so i was part of this and then he just brought it over to this thing so i go into this office and it was a we work in hollywood and it was like the boiler room like everyone's running around like something big's going on right i'm like what the fuck is this and he goes, it's esports and gaming. And like he nor I really understood what that was at the time. This is like 17. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, it's these kids, these popular kids online, blah, blah, blah. We're gonna build a company around them and you know, bring in fashion and all these other types of things. And I was like, dope. So sat around and kind of watched the vibe, was listening. And that's when I met like FaZe Banks and Apex and all those guys. And then, um, so I watched and I was analyzing and I was like, all right, this is dope. And I put in 50K as an investment like that week without even really knowing what it was because I knew I was about to be a part of it. And if I'm a part of it, I'm banking on me, Yeah. right? So um, yeah, so we took that company from, look, I brought Offset, Pitbull, Sway Lee, Ray J, DJ Paul, Yo Gotti, Big Boy, Troy Carter. Like I brought all of these fascinating people into the gaming space that was not familiar with the gaming space. Mm-hmm. Um, taught them about investing. Well, some of them know, some of them didn't uh, explain to them about why the intersection between basically creating the intersection between gaming, music, fashion, sports, culture, yeah. right? Because even to this day, outside of me, no one's really talk, talking about how gaming is a new way out of the hood. Yeah. Like it's the new hip hop. We look I mean, at look sports. At streaming, bro. Streamers we look at sports and music numbers. as the way to get out of the hood. Fucking gaming can get you out faster without 16 years of dribbling a ball, being safer, no concussion, not acting like you're a tough guy and rap and fucking got to carry a gun, like really carry a gun in Call of Duty and fucking yeah. sit in your house and be safe. Critical thinking, create friendships, community, meet new people around the world. It's a lot of benefits to gaming and nobody's telling these underserved communities. They don't even know, most of the hood doesn't even know you can make a lot of money in gaming or esports, or even understand how you don't do even it. have to be good at it. You could be streaming. You could have a personality. Yeah. And, and you could be a manager. You yeah. You could, you could so many different career paths in the gaming space yeah, that no one's talking about. So I was always trying to push that. And like, again, going back to like, you know, 
having difficulties throughout my career of convincing the CEO of smart moves to do within a company, you know, from how did that go across trying to explain this, this new, this new world to people? I left. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I kind of like I a Wu-Tang moment is like, how do you explain that? Right? Yeah. I just resigned. Yeah. Right? There's no way to explain it without shitting on people. Yeah. And the truth is if you'd have to shit on people to tell the truth. Right. Yeah. So, um, and I don't want to do that. It's just, it didn't work out. And obviously it's not working out overall as an entire company. Like it's collapsing. It went, mm -hmm. it went from a billion dollar IPO to like $63 million valuation. Like it's like, it's over, like basically, um, which I hope it's not over. I hope somebody does something to figure out how to save it. Cause it, it was a good brand and it had a lot of potential. And the day I went in there, I seen how big this can be like, look, there's only so much you can survive on being popular and cool from doing cool shit. Now you have to actually build real business and real alliances and real turn it into a real corporation. And I think that people there were relying on, you know, the social media numbers and the popularity of the current founders. And it's like, that's going to fade guys. Yeah. Like we got to build businesses around them and this and bring in the new breed and da, 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 da. But like, you know, well, some people will think about how do we keep scaling? Uh, other people, again, it goes back to ego. Like, how do I look like the man? How do I look like the guy in charge that did this? But, well, you're also going to look like the guy that destroyed it uh, if you don't listen to, to smart ideas. Yeah. Like, look, and I don't even blame the founders because and they could take this, you know, offensively, but like, they don't, they don't know business. Yeah. They don't understand that. They weren't educated on that. They're great at what they do, yeah. right? So like, instead of like just using their popularity like every record label or people do and like oh it's a popular rapper let's get him use him as long as we can he's not cracking anymore dump him and find the next new guy right it's like what a whack way to build a business when you have someone popular like the founders were it's like now let's build let's teach them let's make them stronger let's make them smarter let's make them good leaders so that they can now go find the new them and we can continue to build this brand that it fucking lives on forever and becomes a dynasty yeah. but like it's like having the same team on the red sox since the 80s they're not going to still be awesome 1990 mm -mm. you know what i'm saying or 2000 you got to get new players yeah. and then guess what if you want those players to survive or be stronger you got to educate them and what they are they going to do evolve. it's why i forget the percentage but it's like more than 50% of athletes like end up going bankrupt like three years after leaving the league like over 75% and it's like because no one gives a fuck no financial about literacy. teaching them yeah and it's their homie who's their agent or their manager who doesn't who knows just as much little shit as they know yeah. you know what I mean so like cool will only get you so far and you need to understand that another component of cool is education is communication is you know treating people well with respect and a lot of times you know rappers influencers gamers they're so fucking cool like fuck you like what do you know and it's like well i know what you don't know and i do know you're also going to end in five years if you don't learn what i yeah. know but they again to your point young ceos don't know what they don't know you can't put an old head on young shoulders yeah so like you know that's kind of what happened there it was just, just counting the experience of you seeing the the rise and fall of things from being around that long you know yeah they say that uh you know we should we should trust people that are experienced in industries and business in general because they've obviously held their position and grown through you know many ups and downs of of the market and life in general you know yeah. well i mean ever changing everybody always wants to hear people talk about like the heroic things they did to make something happen i mean you learn way more 
from being a part and watching how people failed, yeah. why they failed. Because all of that, there's only one path to winning, right? There's a million ways to fail. So if you watch and study all the, how you guys we were saying earlier, like a lot of winners have like the kind of common denominator they all share. So do losers. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like you should also be listening and paying attention to the common denominator of losers. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's let's because people don't you know we always want to talk about the winners, but let's talk about the the losers and and what what is uh in your opinion what are these common denominators with them? Uh, failing first Family. of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason you know most people fail uh, or have a loser mentality is because of ego. It's because of narcissism. It's because of greed. It's because of their inability to listen to new ideas that aren't theirs. It's, um, you know, understand that your past success doesn't mean that that's the way you're going to have your next next success. And a lot of people lean on, you know, everyone can get lucky. You know what I mean? Look, look how many people we, we praise because, oh, he was an early investor in this thing. So somebody fucking gave him a good tip. You know, he fucking failed at 37 other fucking investments. Like, yeah. And we're like, that guy's a G. He invested in Twitter at the beginning. And it's like, whoop de fucking do Doesn't mean he's fucking brilliant. No. So like, you know, a lot of people look at somebody as being brilliant because they did something well one time or they got lucky more often than not one time. So it goes back again to like looking at the receipts. How many failures did they have? How many times did they win? You know, do they have a win, repeat, win, repeat, win, repeat system? And in my experience, the, the number one thing that I see why most people fail. There's a lot of traits, but the number one thing, because these traits all stem from this one thing, is ego. And it's ego that you have to feel like you have the idea. You have to feel like you made all of this happen. You have to feel like you're the smartest one. And again, this is just what you need to feel, right? And that's your ego. Your ego is making you feel like you're the one doing all these things. Even when you intellectually would know you fucking didn't do it, right? Hoping that your intellect would know that, right? But like ego and then not listening to other people. And I see oftentimes in, in big companies, older successful CEOs or management, this is what happens in every company. There's always a top management that have had success. They, they came from Apple, they came from Activision, they came from Jordan, they came something. So you're just like, oh my God, they're a God because they came from there, right? Then you get this other kid who like doesn't have those credentials, but is the one, either him or a group of guys and girls, uh, have the killer fucking ideas, but they don't listen to them because they don't think that they know what they know. So they're not going to listen to what they say to run a company that they think they can run the right way because they've ran other companies before, not understanding it's a new modern day of running companies with a new audience that you're trying to get at, that this audience who's on the internet every day pays attention to Understand. memes, forecast trends, sees what's going on, understands who's doing what, can tell you because you don't fucking know because you're busy with your family and your kids on vacation or worrying about the fucking investors. You don't, you're not out here. Yeah. You ain't out here, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the street. Yeah. we're out here. Yeah. So we're telling you what's going on. And you're like, well, in my company, you know, da, 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 da. Well, fuck that company because that was a tech company from 10 years ago. And it's not a culturally relevant company that needs to talk to the fucking youth in different demographics today. So it's ran completely different. So that doesn't even fucking matter what you did before. This is a new company. If you want to be a leader, leaders must listen to those they lead, not just fucking talk to those that they lead and tell them what to do. And that's how you become a better leader. I learn every day, I, I would be fucking pissed if people weren't giving me game in my companies. Hey, Clint, did you hear about this? Hey, Clint, do you know about this? Hey, Clint, we should try doing this. Oh, really? Why? Why should we do that? Because da-da-da-da. Well, tell me more. Why do you think we should do that? 
You know, I, I've never in my career of not being a boss have ever had a boss that talked to me like that. Yeah. And I've always been the sauce in every company I've been at. And none of my bosses were smart enough to recognize, the value. fuck, this guy's gonna make my company work. Wow. Let me hold him close and suck everything out of him and listen to him when he talks. Isn't that sad? It's no, so much what makes it even more sad is I'm aware of that and yeah. gone to those CEOs and I've literally had one-on-ones and said, look, I know you're a little bit threatened by me. I know you maybe feel insecure when I'm around because people fuck with me more than they fuck with you. I'm aware of that. If you're not aware of that, I'm making you aware of that. What I'm telling you right now is you need to be smart enough to realize that I'm a valuable asset to you and I can make you rich in this company successful. If you put your ego aside and let me do what I do fucking best, we're all gonna fucking win. If you don't let me do it and you try to block me, I'm gonna bounce. People in the company are gonna know that you're doing that to me. They're gonna lose respect for you because they all respect me. And then partners and everybody else is gonna be like, this company's whack. And it's, it's happened five times. I know what the fuck I'm talking about, guys. So I'm trying to make you be better. I'm trying to make us all win. Who cares who hits the home run as long as we win the fucking World Series? We gotta win, yeah. It's sad that, 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 that we place more value on the stat sheet and, and than the, the team winning in general. I thought we all came for the same thing, you know what I mean? Nah, they, they, see that's, that's the other mistake we make too. Yeah. We go in thinking yeah. that the owner of the company or the CEO of the company wants what's best for the company. Yeah, that's, that's and, and when you're smart enough and you're intuitive enough, you'll realize, ah, oh, they want what's best. For, even like, so my, my cousin's in, the, in, in law enforcement and he just told me this morning that he was gonna leave his job and go somewhere else. And I go, why? And he was like, for that very reason, because the chief of police. And I was like, fuck, I can see in like corporate world, somebody wants more money, more bonuses, more credits, they can move on to another job. But shit, there's no place for that in like law enforcement? Yeah. Who gives a fuck about your ego, man? You should just care about the people. What's best for your community yeah. and the people that you're protecting? But that, that theory also applies to business, right? Because if you're a great leader, I just put us a video about this the other day, if you are a king of a kingdom and you take care of everybody in your kingdom, you smiling because you watched it? No. Uh, and you take care of everybody in your kingdom, you're feeding them, you're rewarding them, you're celebrating them, you're bringing entertainment, you're making them have good spirits, and then the enemy comes to fight you, what is that kingdom gonna do? Defend you. They're all gonna fight for you. Yeah. But when you're a king up there trying to fucking rule and make fucking rules and eating well and making sure you and your queen look good, and by the way, we're gonna do it in front of everybody, we all get to watch us win, where you guys are fucking struggling, guess what they wanna do? Overthrow you. Yeah. And it's the same thing with a business. When you're a great fucking leader, people will stay late. They'll go work overtime and not even expect to get paid. They'll do so much more fucking shit. They'll go find other secrets. People try to poach them. They'll be like, nah, fuck that. I love my boss. Even if I'm getting paid more, I love working for that person. Yeah. Like how many people, you don't leave a job because of money. You leave because of management and leadership. 100%, bro. Yes. Like, I don't get how leadership doesn't understand that. It's, it's, it is, it's so obvious and it gets away from people so, so easily in pretty much every walk of, of business too. Yeah. You're 100% correct. And it's literally, you know, the vision is what brings the good people, right? Right. Because at some point, even at the higher echelon of tech where the, the numbers across the board are pretty incredible for everybody, they find that the talent ends up with the person with the biggest vision mm -hmm. or somebody that they wanna be around and wanna be led by, you know? Every time I've raised money. I don't dictate, I, I lead from the front. I work with my hands and I always will because that's just how I get down. Are you a father? Yeah, I have four kids. So, yeah. Are you? I do, I, so I raised 
my kids the same way. My yeah. son, I never talked at him. I never told him what to do. And I never yelled. I always talked with him. We would problem solve together. It wasn't me versus him. It was us versus the problem, mm -hmm. right? And if you use that same theory in your personal relationships, in your marriage, in your, in your companies, like you're always, you're always look, you're always improving. You're always moving forward yeah. because it's not like if you, if you're the great leader that you think that you are and you're able to point out what's wrong with everybody else, then you should be so great to assume responsibility and accountability for somebody else making a mistake underneath your leadership. Yeah. Cause if you do own that mistake, guess what you get to do as a leader now? you get to fix it mm -hmm. because you own that you made it a mistake and that's great leadership. Yeah. So if I have an argument with my wife, I only think, what did I do wrong? What am I saying wrong? How, what am I not hearing right? Yeah. How am I not communicating right? Because it's clear we're different people. So I'm not going to sit here and say, well, if you didn't do this, I wouldn't act like that. Or you should change this about you. I can't expect the only person I can change is me. So if I know that's how she acts, I'm not going to sit there and force her to change. By the way, me trying to force someone else to change only only reveals that I don't have the ability to change. Yeah. Right. So if so, I need you to do it. So if I say, okay, this is how this person is. Here's how they here's their trigger words. Here's how they respond. Here's what they need to feel. Here's a, it's up to me to change to become a good leader in this family. Wow, that's deep, but it's that's real. Very deep. Yeah. That's some good advice for people out there. Yeah. And look inward before we look outward, is. right? That's yeah. life. We're always trying to change the reality around us instead of changing ourselves to alter the response that we're getting from the reality. And why are you frustrated? Think about everything that frustrates you. My wife, my husband, my boss, my daughter, that all not you, yeah. all something else. It's the ego. Yeah. Right. Can't help it. So when you're just like, oh, this boss sucks, I'm out or I'll be my own boss. Oh, this marriage sucks. It's two choices. marriage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, you, it's just, we would have to do another two hours and just start, <laughs> getting, start getting into this. But like, but these are all the things that I, yeah. I have discovered by doing serious work yeah. throughout my life. On yourself. On myself. Yeah. Right. Based off what the world has to offer, not just internally what's best for me or what I think is the right thing to do. It's what... All of the answers that you need exist. The problem is everyone doesn't listen. They're out there. The world is talking. People are protesting. The news is telling you stuff. Your girl's telling you what sucks about you. Your kid's reaction showing what you did wrong. Your friends, your, your partner at your job, your employees. The answers are right in front of you. You're the dick for not listening. If you got the answers, you're not. So like when I was young, I would listen to my mom or her friends. I would listen like, this is what I hate about guys. I don't like when men do this. I wish my husband did that. I was like, oh, they just told me how to be a good husband when I get older. You know what I mean? Or like, even like when I was a kid, cause my dad wasn't around, I used to watch Sylvester Stallone and think he was my dad. Like I'd treat him like he was my dad. So like all the movies he was in, it was like, or Bruce Willis or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like it was always like, do the right thing, keep people honest, be a good family guy. So that's what I thought a man was supposed to be. So I built myself based off of what those values. Yeah. And, and not bad values. To yeah. Study. Yeah. Yeah. And I never changed. And I realized like, you know, even being molested, um, I remember laying in my bed one day thinking like, why does this guy do this? Like, why, why, what would make him do this to me? What does he get out of this? What happened to him that makes him do this to me? Wow. 
So it's like one quick story I'll give you that that will help, you know, because maybe I was born to think like that, right? Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you one thing as I got older as an adult that was a conscious intentions, intention, intentional effort that someone watching doesn't say like, well, you were just born that way. So that's why you thought at a young age. So, uh, and that's another thing too about That being, doesn't discount the, the fact that it doesn't, we can learn like, from that though. You know? This is another thing that, that I struggle with is like, I already know what every reaction in the room is gonna be when I talk. And I already know how to answer that guy, that guy, that guy, that guy. But you don't have time to answer like every personality. Like, so what you try to do is you're like, the majority will get this part. Yeah. The rest just have to figure it out, right? So when me and my dad, so my mom sent me to my dad at 15 because I was getting arrested too much. And I went from a city boy, she sent me to the suburbs. So I live with him, I'm still getting in trouble in school and whatnot. Then at 18, we had the big father-son fight because he would always say lines like, I didn't raise you that way. And I'm like, you didn't fucking raise me, yeah. right? So uh, it was a little contentious because of that. However, when I did move with my dad, uh, be it he was still an alcoholic um, and he went through a tough time that I was there to witness, he still was like a man's man to me. Like the way he walked, like his house was neat because he was in the, in the Navy. So like his bed was always made, his potpourri, right? Like, so like I'm a super neat freak because of my dad, right? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so at 18, we had the big fight. Like, fuck you, dad, fuck you, dad. And I'm like, when I get old, I'm gonna be a way fucking better father than you. And he's like, yeah, you'll see Clinton, fucking life happens and doesn't work out, whatever. I'm like, fuck that, so I leave. And I'm never gonna talk to this guy again. I just cut him off. So then like, I don't know, three years goes by, four years, whatever it is. And I started thinking about my dad. And I started thinking what happened to my father when he was young that didn't allow him to be the man I needed him to be. And when I care enough, one, to think about that, and then two, to go figure that out, I realized his dad used to beat the shit out of him. He has tough thing with his mom. That is his story to tell. Uh, and then he gets sent to Vietnam. Like comes back a full-blown alcoholic, never even drank before that. So it's like, how can I expect a 24-year-old kid who's still getting over his dad beating the shit out of him, coming back from a war, that he's thinking he's gonna die every day, and then the super complex relationship with his mom. So when I, when I realized that about my father, my resentment turned into empathy. Yeah. And I went to him and I said, I understand and I forgive you. And then we went on to be best friends for 20 years wow. um, because of that. But the reason I bring that up is because when you care about other people as much as you care about yourself and you put yourself in their shoes or you understand them and what they feel or what they need to feel, it's literally like a key to life. You literally just broke a code to how to almost get along with anybody yeah. or how to overcome any traumatic issue or like I don't I don't, I personally and this isn't a dig on therapy because um, whatever works for people I'm all for but like I personally don't understand the process this long process of healing right I don't understand that it's to me healing is merely a decision yeah. that only you can make yeah so you decide today that's not gonna bother me anymore I'm not gonna worry about my dad not in my life anymore. Yeah. I'm not gonna worry about this guy that molested me. I'm not gonna worry that I didn't have these things. Like, when you just say, nah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not now, it happened, it's over, it wasn't my fault. And like, that's, even when I was young, people were like, my mom used to say, one day you're gonna have to go to therapy. I was like, no, I won't. She's like, you'll see. And I still haven't, yeah. right? And it's like, why? Why do I gotta go to therapy for something that someone else did wrong? They should be going to therapy, yeah. right? I look at it like I was a victim 
and it's over and it wasn't my fault. It's the same thing if I broke my leg at 15, right? Am I going to complain about that 20 years later? It's fucking over and it healed and it might not have been my fault. So I, I, I just never... It, I, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and, like and my dad like wasn't said, there, this wasn't works. that. Like, all right, well, but that's your the choice to choose how you that's feel That's the life that, that you were dealt. The reason why you're bothered is because you're comparing yeah. it to some other life you think you were supposed to have, but you weren't. This is the life you were supposed to have. Yeah, my that's mother... That's your unique life. My mother has, uh, has gone through her ups and downs and had some loss and, you know, suicide, her husband, and just a bunch of shit, and alcoholic too as well, but uh, uh, both my parents. But, um, yeah having that different mindset of watching her struggle and not understand that, that some of her habits and choices have led her into this direction. Yep. She's the type of person that life happened to her. You know yeah, what I mean? Not for her. And it's like your choice. You know what I mean? She'll say something to me. Why is this? And I'm like, well, why do you feel the way you do about it? Right? Cause you know, I don't ever let the, the, there's, we all have down days and off things and, mm -hmm. and we all have tragic shit happen regardless yeah. of what we think. But you know, how do you, choose to feel about that you know well you know, i'll tell you your what? husband killed himself i can accept that and understand this is a fucked up situation and he yeah. did it in a spiteful way right yeah. but you can choose to obviously you know we live through things you can accept the fact that this happened you can understand that you might not never know the motive or reason behind it and then you can choose to be okay you know what i mean but we see that in molestation and suicide and these certain things in life this type of behavior usually replicates itself in the next generation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, people that watch people commit suicide tend to have a, you know, a lot of them try to take their own life in lost mm -hmm. situations like that. Same with molestation. It's interesting, but I'm from the same viewpoint of view as like, yeah, we get to choose how we feel about this. Mm -hmm. You know, the glass is half full or half empty. It's our choice to feel. Yeah, it's not doesn't make that it's not fucked up that it happened, but yeah. we get to choose how we deal with this moving forward. We can say that I'm never going to let that happen to my family or my kids again. I'm not going to put them in that position or you can be the victim of why did this happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh we all came from similar backgrounds. Yeah, it's you hard, gotta, man. It's hard you to gotta, you got to make that choice which way you want to go. You went and then right. being smart enough to accept them for for, you know, forgive mm -hmm. them for they know now what they do, right? And I mm -hmm. like the life acceptance that we think of these people as as uh at what point did you realize that your parents didn't didn't have the fucking answers right mm -hmm. and then you looked around and you said damn none of these people have a fucking answer right and then even the people that i think are fucking great are all fucked up too and i'm like yeah. i'm like oh everybody's just kind of making it up as they go along huh yeah. or doing the best that they can we're all just idiots just trying to figure out life man yeah hey fuck i mean like honestly man like i'm thankful as, yeah. as morbid as this may sound i'm thankful that i went through that child abuse yeah i'm thankful that my dad was an alcoholic and i know that might sound weird but i'm thankful because it made me the person i am today and i fucking like the person i am today and i don't think i'd be that person or who knows what i would be if i didn't go through that that was my path to where i'm at now so like there's no woe is me there's no oh this happened there's no why did this happen it's just it happened and that was my life path that got me to where i am just like you said now it's my choice to where i'm gonna build my road i can sit here and complain and wallow in shit that wasn't my fault 
and make excuses, which again is a loser mentality yes. to keep going back to making excuses for why I can't get ahead and always falling back and leaning on, well, if you were there or if I had this or if this didn't happen or I need someone to talk to about this. And it's like, you know, look, maybe someone needs somebody to talk to, but that still doesn't give you an excuse to not constantly be moving forward or allow you to be mean or negative to somebody else. Yeah. Get your fucking shit together, bro. Contribute positively to life. Be a nice human being and help other people be great. Fuck your fucking trauma. Like, the rest of the world shouldn't have to deal with your fucking trauma. And by the way, you shouldn't either. Yeah. Because it's not something you're supposed to carry around for the it's rest of your life. It's a fucking choice. And whoever told you you need to carry this backpack of fucking pain forever is a fucking loser too. Let it go, bro. Yeah. Unsnap that fucking Jan Sport fucking backpack of pain and walk up that fucking hill light and get at the top like, this is my life. And I'm not even saying that as on some like, I'm trying to pump you up. It's how I really fucking feel, yeah. how I live and how I've built myself. I will never act like, um, look, I was born broken into a broken home and you can never break me. Bam. I think that, uh, that's I think we should end with that closing statement. <laughs> no, it, it, we're... Yeah, well, actually, just because I was born broke into a broken home doesn't mean I'm broken. Yeah. Probably um, a better way to say it. Is there anything else you'd like to, you know, anything for the listeners out there that you could share with them? I mean, that was all amazing stuff, but uh, anything you want to leave them with before we close up? Sure. If you like what I have to say and you're into the stuff that I do, you can follow me on all socials. Uh, am I looking at this one or this one? Doesn't Jay? matter. Talk to that one. Middle. Yeah. Right. Uh, follow me on all my socials at Clinton Sparks. Uh, if you want my free books and courses, you can go to clintonsparks.com. And then I have uh, some new books. Uh, that I'll have books keep coming out. So yeah. like, I'm going to continue. I'm going to put out books like I put out mixtapes. Good for you, bro. And by the way, the way, even the way I design them, they blend into the next chapter. That's awesome. Like a mixtape. So the last line of that chapter goes into the title of this chapter. That's just the DJ in me. It's got to make sense. That looks, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's <laughs> dope. Dude. Thank you. And then I'm speaking everywhere. So maybe come see me speak somewhere. Amazing. Well, the guys, we thank you for having me on, man. Your your time, time, man. man. I learned, uh, Wish I had more of a voice. I learned a lot <laughs> myself in this in this episode, and there's a lot of points that you hinted on that I, I found some room for some growth for me. So I appreciate awesome. that. That's what I love. That brings me more joy, man, and then you'll even know. That, uh, I love to learn from from you know smart, intelligent people with a lot to give. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank sir. You. Like, comment, subscribe. Next time. Get See you.